2: Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I
3: am David. I'm joined by Luke Howard. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm
2: good. A bit sombre.
3: Yeah, I think we're we're a bit sombre, a bit down in the dumps today, really, aren't we? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's genuinely. I was g- genuinely so shocked. I, I get up early. Uh, oh, by the way, Roman Reigns has got leukemia. Mm. This is why we're. If you if you just get all your news from this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's what he announced at the start of Raw. And I w- I get up early, as do you. We don't watch it live. We watched it first thing in the morning around, you know, you do 5.30. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. I go for 6. And uh, I'm watching this in bed with my lady partner. And I'm just like, what's going on? Mm. I, I, I sort of just want to nudge her awake and, and tell her something that she has no investment in. <laughs> <laughs> just uh Just to help share the, not the load, but, you know, share the... The well, thing. yeah,
3: I mean, because my, my wife was, uh, she was not awake, uh, and she wasn't when I left for work either. So I actually, like, you were the first person I was able to speak to mm. someone about. Like, my, my buddy texted me about it, and we were like, this sucks. And he was like, he was really angry because there were a lot of people on, like, Facebook groups and stuff going, like, it's a work, though, isn't it? It's probably a work. It's just a way to get him over. Oh. And, it was like, <laughs> and I was like, come on, people. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, but actually, like Melts, some a lot of people tweeted Meltzer as well, saying like, "Is it legit or a, like, is it a work?" Because I I don't know. The, I, the weird thing about this wrestling world is that everyone has been so conditioned to not know what is real and what isn't that even when someone announces they have leukemia, a terminal illness, people are like could be a work though. They could just be working us.
2: I mean, I think that's on the people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's on the wrestling business. If it turns out to be a work, I'll eat my words, but my faith is in uh WWE, WWE to, do the, to do the right thing for a change here <laughs> yeah. on this one.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's try and uh, move on from other things. How was your weekend?
2: Oh, it was good. What did I do? Just can't think about anything else really. I went to see Venom. Mhm. It's it's, you know, it's a film. It's kind of like DX in that it wants it to be 2006 again. Yep. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really much. I, I forgot about it We all said We forgot about it Within half an hour Like we Because we went to the pub afterwards And then we are just like We saw that film just now <laughs> Didn't we? And we are like Oh yeah That was fine <laughs> <laughs> And then I saw First Man On a Sunday Which I thought was Brilliant Good Yeah Oh and It was my dad's birthday We went to a singing restaurant with waiters who were trained opera singers oh. And uh, yeah, they'd occasionally bust out some Rocking, banging opera tunes Sounds like a nightmare mm. And then they did a bit Well, it's very impressive to see them To see them singing Bad as may be Still sounds like a nightmare Oh, this one guy, though Had a voice like he was just Punching you in the face <laughs> Saying I am singing now <laughs> Shut up <laughs> Everyone who's talking <laughs> Stop talking For I am singing Oh, dear it yeah, that is- I was. It had a lot of weight. That <laughs> place.
3: What about your weekend? Uh, I mean, I was doing mostly DIY around the house. Put up Johnny Gargano um, and Tommaso Ciampa. That's right. Yeah. Put up my desk. So actually, just I got to turn to, and heel on your wife. <laughs> so I got my. I got to watch Raw this morning from my office for the ah. first time. So that was really nice. What's um, your setup like? Uh, well, I've just got a desk uh, with a coaster on it, so I can put my cup of tea on it. Classic. Classic. Office. Classic setup. Luke. That oh. is. Um and so that was it and we went to a masquerade uh, ball for my friend's thirtieth on the Saturday night. Not just you. No, Elfagador went as well, yeah. yeah. Um he didn't wear a mask. Um he decided <sighs> well, he'll he'll tell the story on the, the NXT episode. Okay. But he has a well what some might describe as a genuine excuse. Um and our friend Simon showed up genuinely saying, I didn't think he was being serious about the theme, so he didn't wear a mask either. I what what's a genuine excuse for not wearing a mask?
2: That's his gimmick.
3: Well, yeah. Well, he was going to wear a He's mask. He's a fake but luchador. But he'll tell the story on. I'll let him tell the story okay, on the, the NXT okay. review. I know you won't listen to it, so he'll just have, he can just tell you in the he'll office. Tell me. Yeah. yeah, that's fine.
2: I listen to all of that stuff. You
3: don't, <laughs> and and that's okay. Um, and so yes, that was pretty much it. But uh, last night, my wife and I took part in our yearly tradition of pumpkin carving. Ah, okay. Getting so, started early. Exactly. Yeah. So we uh we both really, really like Halloween as a as a season. That's why you got married. That's why we got married around this time. Which
2: is weird because that means you can't go to Halloween parties anymore. Well it does. Because
3: it's your anniversary. Yeah, it's just we'll either we'll either celebrate our anniversary or we'll go to Halloween parties. Um I was also thinking as well, we should probably dress up for Halloween because it's on a Wednesday this year, I think. It's next Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so we should probably do some dressing up for that. What are you going to dress up as? I'll probably use my usual uh, Ghostbusters uh, cosplay that You're I've Are going to
2: come in on the
3: tube like that? Well, no, I'll just bring it with me and I'll change into it when I get here.
2: I am going to a Halloween party. I'll tell that story up because we recorded a long episode today.
3: Yeah, we've got a lot to, to dive into. Um, so actually, let's get into it. So uh, here it is. So we're going to kick off talking about the, the, the Roman Reigns series Uh, And then that kind of feeds into the Dean Ambrose heel turn uh, That came at the end of the show uh, And then the rest of the show So um, yeah, well, enjoy But yes, we cannot really talk about the
2: Dean Ambrose heel turn Without talking about how Monday Night Raw opened And that was with Roman Reigns coming out for an in-ring promo So far, so every episode of Raw ever The crowd boo him also exactly the same. I internally got the groan. Here we go. Roman Reigns opens an episode of Raw. He's gonna set up a six man tag for the main event. And then like he he gets in the ring and he looked different. He was in street like street clothes, just a, a black T shirt with a chain and just some jeans or tracksuit bottoms or whatever. Uh which was is different to the usual non Roman not-in-wrestling-gear
3: look. It's the best he's looked in a while. Mm. I thought this, because I one of the things I've never been that keen on with Roman Reigns as a character is, A, his gear, and B, the way that they dress him when he's not in wrestling matches, which is usually his gear, Yeah, but like a slight variation of that gear. And here he came out just in his regular old Joe clothes, and I thought... This is literally the, regular Joe. Li- regular Joe. I was like this is the best he's looked in quite some time on this show. He looks cool. And
2: uh I mean I'm I'm going to give you I'm going to be honest here. He then said speaking of Joe, uh I'm I'm out here as Joe Anoa'i. That's you know Roman Reigns isn't my real name like isn't my Roman Reigns isn't my real name, Joe I is. And I thought, here we go, WWE doing the tried and tested method of say people's real names to make a feud more real. But then I was like, I started to think, the tone does feel a bit weird here. And who's he building a feud with? Like, the Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman thing hasn't gone this layer. So it was confusing. And then he said, like, he, he said... Uh, I've, you know, I, I want to be a fighting champion, but I can't be a fighting champion because I've got leukemia. And then everyone was like, you know, boo. And it took me a few sentences
3: to be like, what? Yeah, I um. So I when I logged onto my computer this morning to watch Raw, I um. I saw someone say in the Discord channel, like I had just had the Raw chat open, and someone had said like can't believe the news about roman reigns so i think as the as i started the episode i was kind of already prepared that something was going to get announced and i'd heard the you know the night before a lot of people talking about roman reigns wasn't working the house shows he's possibly injured that can throw a spanner into the works for crown jewel so, so oh, sorry
2: loads of people didn't work the weekend house yes. shows though ray mysterio alexa randy bliss. orton alexa bliss so it was like Maybe
3: they got some time off ahead of Crown Jewel and stuff. Exactly. So I kind of like... And when he came down wearing his regular Joe clothes, I suddenly thought, something isn't quite right here. And then it, may, it was even weirder because I'm here thinking like, okay, so I've just seen that people talking about who've watched the show already can't believe about that Roman Reigns news. There's all those uh, news over the weekends, Roman Reigns might be injured. He's coming out in his regular Joe clothes. But you've got Michael Cole going... He's going to be defending that Universal Championship at Crown Jewel, so I was—I really didn't know what was going on, and yeah, and as you say, like he cut this promo, and as soon as he said, "My name is Joe," I was like, "Something terrible has happened," and but I don't think I ever could have guessed or expected that this was what he was going to say next. It's just—it's just absolutely astounding. Like
2: the yeah. man's got leukemia—that's shocking in and of, in and of itself. But then he reveals that he's been, you know, in remission from leukemia for for 11 years. He was first diagnosed with it when he was 22. And you're like, I, I was racking my brain so like, surely, surely this has come up before. But like, they haven't. So Roman Reigns must have, you know, been very understandably private about this matter mm. and has kept it to himself. And and usually that's the sort of thing WWE would love to pounce on and, and uh, embellish, to form a bit more of a character. So you know, you think of all the ways they've tried to get Roman Reigns over and they have and, and they shouldn't have done they shouldn't <laughs> have done this, you know, revi- like used this as fuel to get him over. But uh it's it's totally it's just uh I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. We usually get things like this as injuries. You know, Daniel Bryan, I've got a concussion. I've got a history of concussions. If I have any more concussions, it could, you know, have terrible results. Or edges. I've got neck injuries. I could be paralysed. They're all, Mm. like, they're physical injuries, and I'm not taken away from that. But it's just different to a disease where it's not like I'm going to go away for nine months and rehab my arm. Oh, my God. It's really serious, possibly even a year, to... Like this is a guy who's had leukemia twice in eleven years. At, and that's a young age. Like that and that's, well, that, that, yeah. that's that's more you know, it's it's totally different to an injury. It's it's an illness, it's a disease where you know, worst case scenario,
3: it's not like you can't wrestle again, it's like
2: you know the other thing
3: well exactly yeah i mean I, I believe i mean i don't know the exact statistics on this but i, I think what i've sort of seen people said online is that like survival rate is about 50 percent anyway but like when you fall into your second you know your second batch of it, it's that y- your, your chances of survival do diminish um you know i am uh i think many people here have had family members that have uh succumbed to forms of uh, cancer over time I, I, I have myself my mum my was recently um, so it is a really like it's a really bad bad situation and it's it sucks so much and like, it really does as well and like it, it's we I, I think that you and I on this show we've been maybe some of the, the few defenders of, of Roman Reigns as, a, as an in-ring worker We've uh, we've always said the character doesn't work character is really really bad um and his push hasn't really worked but i've i've always enjoyed roman reigns as an in-ring worker but like this was you know it was him coming out here it was this wasn't roman reigns the character this wasn't roman reigns the worker this was joe the guy and you know, the outpouring of uh love and support for him from the wrestling community not just within wwe but outside you know tamatonga was sending uh, will will spray new japan Post- Ta-
2: tamatonga being nice on twitter Well, exactly that's yeah. how you know serious that's this how is. big a
3: story this is yeah new japan like they even said uh, you know any champion of any company transcends this business and they you know they send their uh their their support to him it's it's a really sucky situation like leukemia like I, I, cancer sucks anyway like regardless but it's yeah man it's just it's it's difficult
2: yeah so yeah he he says all this and you know it cuts to the crowd and people are cry, like crying yeah, I but, was
3: really struggling to hold back the tears, mm, tears watching him and yeah. it
2: it wasn't until like he said I'm you know I'm going to I'm going to go away for a bit I'm going to beat this and I'm going to come back very very soon uh yeah I hope the same and Absolutely. he he walks up to the ramp and then uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose come out and they just you know they, they do the, the the shield fist bump and, and dean uh, almost immediately buried his head in roman's ample bosom and seth rollins was just in tears red faced uh, puffy eyed and so from what uh, from what dave meltzer on the wrestling observer has said very few people knew about this backstage maybe you had an inkling that he was injured but you didn't know uh, and an announcement was going to be made at the start of Raw to address that. Yeah. Uh, but, it, yeah, we don't know how, like, there's the speculation that, you know, Corey Graves, when it cut to the, the announcers at Ringside, they, they were very beaten up. Corey Graves also looked like he was crying. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to think, was was that the first time people were hearing this
3: well that that's that's what i think like brian Alvarez and Meltzer speculated this on on wrestling observer radio but when i mentioned that like michael cole was there plugging the universal championship match at crown jewel to me that suggests that they didn't know and they well n- not that they didn't know they weren't told that that's what he was going to announce because otherwise you'd have just opened the show cold and you wouldn't mm. have had the announcers doing the the plug for, for matches at crown jewel you'd have just yeah. had roman come down to the ring in in silence and make his speech and then cut to the announcers uh and yeah the the story is that like production didn't know people backstage didn't know the talents didn't know and daniel bryan actually tweeted that he's never felt the air be sucked out of a locker room like it was last night which suggests to me that that was when people found out was when roman made his speech create according to melta creative were told that the show has to change but weren't told why so the the word was is just that yeah the the roman situation is going to be addressed at the top of the show but we don't know what that situation is and it turns out this this is what it was and like it's you know i i wish him nothing but the best um as as anyone would uh for a uh someone suffering from leukemia is so that you gotta like you know fight it as as much as you can but it was um yeah it was tough to to hear him talk about the way he did but seeing him on stage with Seth and Dean. That really, really got to me. And um, cut into Renee. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she, because, of course, Renee, uh, Michael Cole, or Corey, said, You've, you, you know him better than anyone, which was a weird, another weird puncturing of kayfabe. They very rarely address that Renee and Dean are married. Yeah, yeah, and she uh, said my husband. And Renee said, yeah, he's been riding with my husband for the last six years. It's, uh, yeah, like you said, it is a... Like I'm not a fan of the character, no. and and the problems are still very much there with that. But, like when it, you know, hopefully when he comes back, he's gonna be so incredibly over. This was the best promo he's ever cut. Uh, that sounds cynical. I don't mean it to come off cynical. Hopefully mm. everyone will give us the the benefit of the doubt. But it's like the the wall. The <laughs> I cannot. Of course, it probably will eventually. But. I cannot see anyone booing Roman Reigns <laughs> for a very long time and not just not booing him but not being anything other than very much into him and very much behind him even as a wrestling
3: character. Uh it's it's uh it's it's very unique. Yeah, I mean I I was thinking like, you know, WWE, they've got this kind of mentality at the moment to be a bit big brother about things and they, they film everything. Like, no matter mm. what you do or where you're going, like, there are always cameras following you. And I just thought to myself, like, at the end of this, you know, my mind's kind of like going in all different directions. I thought, God, this is going to make a compelling episode of 24 yeah. or 365 um, someday. Or, like ride or, <laughs> or Ride Along. Or Ride Along on the WWE And WWE.com had this sort of like backstage video of him going through the curtain and hugging and embracing everyone, which was like really heartbreaking stuff and um yeah you should you should watch that if yeah. you uh get a
2: get a moment uh triple h sean michaels paul Heyman, braun seeing braun Strowman, hug him take oh. him into that beautiful man castle Absolutely. that he is is uh
3: yeah i mean it, and if i'm you know if i'm planning ahead if i'm wwe planning ahead and you just said like you know it's gonna be very hard for i well, think you, you got to be a certain type of person to then boo roman reigns after this um I mean I would almost think that like and, and maybe this is just because this is what I did to my fantasy booking Warfare that one time which was just like just cancel the Roman Reigns character and just bring him back as oh, Joe just that's and, a very good idea and, yeah. just, and just build off the back of this you know? Roman Joe <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to
2: some <other> Joe,
3: <laughs> yeah and just uh, bring him back as Joe Wai.
2: Um, knowing them though that's when they'll turn him heel
3: <laughs> after all that so it's like they- we're finally ready Someone did say on Twitter, it was just like, I mean, he'll he'll be a baby face forever now. And then someone was like, unless they do the heel yeah, turn, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be the most shocking heel turn ever. Speaking of,
2: yeah, uh, oh, actually, uh, I, I just want to point out that it is, it's very strange, not strange, it's just a horrible coincidence that, you know, this time, ty- pretty much this time last year, within a week or so, Roman Reigns was pulled from TLC due to a sort of stomach bug thing that was going around. Was it some bacterial meningitis, I think? I think, think it, it was meningitis. And that that was the last time the SHIELD had had a reunion match. It's when you had Dad Kurt. Yeah, and Kurt Angle was the last minute replacement. And and it's like it's almost like this SHIELD reunion is cursed. Uh, and that's get remember that, because that's gonna play into my Dean Ambrose uh, fantasy booking shortly. Okay. But the, the rest of the show, the rest of this episode. It was hard to care about anything that was not S.H.I.E.L.D. led. Like, of course, you had this Roman Reigns stuff at the start. And I personally think WWE did an excellent job of using that in a sensitive way to fuel the S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline.
3: I completely agree.
2: Uh, Like they say, Paul Heyman says it, I think commentary said it, I think think Roman said it as well. The show must go on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was in that position, I wouldn't want them to cancel everything and just have, like, a... I would want that to play into something. Yes. But they're restless. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I have seen that people have been offended by it, though, as, you know, essentially the night ended on a heel turn.
3: Yeah, a lot of people saying, like, you couldn't have waited just one more week. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can, we'll, we'll talk about that, I suppose, uh, in more detail. But, like, we... I mean, I don't want to turn this into a sound like a Patreon plug, but right. we recently just reviewed oh, yeah. Bad Blood yeah. 1997 for Wrestle Ramble Extra, which it went up on Friday. And that was, Bad Blood ninety seven took place the same day that Brian Pillman died. He died that afternoon and like the WWE found out, like literally out, like minutes before the show was about to start, you know, and that sort of cobbled together a, a few things to kind of fill up the car because he was meant to have a match with Dude Love there. And um, I'd said in that review that there were times when you keep, they kept cutting back to Vince McMahon, talking about, and trying to like give the fans an update on, on this situation, because everyone was like, you know, there wasn't really an internet back then. There was no Twitter for people to get their 24 hour news cycle. And there were times, every time it cut back to Vince, like, I think I wrote this in my notes several times and I said it on the podcast, that it just makes everything on this show seem pointless. Like, because a real life tragedy has, has befallen the the wrestling world and here we are watching this awful minis tag match
1: that isn't doing anything
3: to be like god it's you know i'm I'm trying to get past this this brian pillman death and now all i'm doing is watching this awful thing it's making me think even more of that so the the point i'm making is as a credit to this show i think that they used this this awful situation very well to kind of like to feed a narrative through the show and it never felt exploitative and Mm. i would also say as well that I I I'm actually in dis- in a disagreement that they should have waited to do the heel turn. I almost thought it was the the perfect night to do it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that 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 bad blood show is very interesting because that is a terrible show. That's an
3: awful show.
2: And a lot of people's minds, performers, uh, are obviously elsewhere because Brian Pillman just died. They're thinking about that. All a write off. Not worth a single thing in the footnotes of history. Apart. From the main event, (laughs) with an amazing angle It's the first ever Hell in a Cell match Between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker Who are also on this show And that's the debut of Kane It's gotta be Kane Mm. And, you know, a guy just died And you're having angles based around People being burned and coming back from the dead And later on, there's stuff on this show That, like, The the Undertaker and Kane Have a segment from a graveyard Yeah. Again, people were against that but i i don't
3: like, know i i i thought that was in poor taste like that for me is just like it's the sort of thing that once you've done it and someone points it out like as a company you probably go like oh yeah didn't really oh i didn't really think about that yet. i think that's more of a on the safe side we'll take it out but i i i, 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 no, I
2: wasn't I offended I, I, I well i mean it's quite odd that that whole storyline of dx versus the brothers of destruction occupies such a different part <laughs> Of like that is so obviously not real. Yes that I, but I'm, not, I, I, I'm intelligent enough to know the difference.
3: I know, but I'm not like I thought it was considering that the man had died and they they were doing it to promote a show in that country where this journalist Oh, is, I see what you mean. I yeah. thought it was
2: in when people were talking oh, no. about
3: the Roman stuff. No, I'm talking about <laughs> oh, <that is> bad. <laughs> I was thinking. That oh, you, that's awful, Ted. When taste. you were sitting there going, like, oh, I don't think it's that bad. I was like, are you sure about oh that? Oh, my God. It's terrible. Taste. I just
2: assumed everyone was against it because of the rains announcement. No, it's because that journalist. Because Jamal was Khashoggi died. Yeah. Of course. Well, no, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done a 180 there. But back to the, the, the sub. 18 minutes in, we're finally getting to yeah. our title, although it needed context. It did need context. It needed context. It did need context. Uh, the, um, the, there's this. So just. To know, Drew McIntyre was going after Braun Strowman throughout the night, and he claymored uh, Braun on the ramp. Monster hunting, so yes. that uh, that plays
3: into the main event. I've got something I want to say about that uh, when we come to it later yep. on in the show. Uh, so the
2: main event was Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, who cut a killer promo oh, backstage. So good. Uh, I don't know if I can say killer either or anything, mm. but a very good promo backstage where Dean's like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. Seth's like, I don't know what to say either. So we're just going to go out there and do what we do best. Believe so, that. Yeah, believe that. Uh, beat Drew and Dolph to become the new tag team champions. And, oh, again, the, the main event, Dean and Seth come out the crowd, as the Shield usually do, and Seth seems to have it together now. But Dean, ooh. He I'm, was
3: choking back those tears.
2: Yeah, like, you've got to think, pretty much all the times you've come out that way, you, you're doing it with the big dog, mm-hmm. and he's not there
3: because of uh, the reasons he explained. He, he, M- maybe uh, that's when it hit Ambrose. Yeah, and he'd left the building as well. Mm. And you've got to think as well that he's got to not only perform this match but also do this angle at the end as well. Like, there's a lot of pressure kind of riding upon his shoulders, really, yeah. for, for, you know, for the ending of this show.
2: And, uh, and they come down and they, they feel like, like there is a, a bit of raw energy Beneath them mm. like even when they wrestled The match I thought you know Seth Rollins is Great at having a fiery hot tag But there's a well performed fiery hot Tag as an actor and then There's an actual real Life fiery hot tag <laughs> yeah. like that's What I felt this was um but Even with all that screw Dolph Ziggler's record scratch <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm really in, I'm really In this they come out I I'm like yes Come on yeah let's win it for Roman And and then I'm here to roll the world, show the world, whatever. Yeah. But that's, you know, By the nitpicking. Uh, I thought they had an excellent match. It was awesome. Yeah. thought it was really, really awesome. Really frantic from the yeah. get-go, back and forth stuff. A couple of breaks, but didn't really... Apart from one bit where Seth was being worked over for ages, they kept teasing the hot tag. Hope spot, cut off, hope spot, cut off. And then they go to break and they come
3: back, and Dean's in the ring. Yeah, they like, did the hot
2: tag during the break, which is very <laughs> odd for WWE. <laughs> yeah, they, they usually structured the
3: whole thing around that. It made me think there were some sort of like timing issues. Not, and I don't mean this in a bad way, because actually, I thought this, if there were timing issues, it made the match feel even more chaotic. Because yeah. there's a moment, so they they kind of set up for the to do the Zigmore, like they do the um, the zigzag on Rollins, and he kicks out for a, a really good near fall. Mm. And then Drew and Dolph set up to do the Zigmore. Braun's music, like hits. There is a near fall off camera. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. they're what they're focusing on Braun coming down. And in the the melee of Braun coming down, his music playing, the setting up for the play, there was a ref bump and a near <laughs> fall. And then Braun and, and Drew started fighting. And I was like, my notes feel like mad because it was it felt so brilliantly chaotic.
2: I wish stuff was like this more Absolutely. often. It, it, it feels feel attitudeery it in, wasn't in a structured. good way. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, but there were some great spots in this. I really like when Seth buckle-bombed Dolph into Drew. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and that Seth kicks out of just the zigzag. Was that the yeah, one it was, you... Yeah, it was the one I was just talking about, yeah. Because I, I remember it just being a Dolph Ziggler zigzag. Yeah, but so then... yeah it was. It was Dolph Ziggler
3: and then they set up
2: to do the zigzag. Oh, the oh I see, I see. But then, yeah, Braun comes down and he has this awesome stare down with Drew. The referee's bumped. You blink and you miss it. And then they start scuffling because of uh, what happened earlier with Drew attacking Braun. And and it makes sense with last week, like, Drew attacked Braun at the end of that show. So, yeah. you know, this wasn't... It's weird how WWE creative was dropped this... I mean, can you imagine a huger bomb than, oh, by the way, your top champion is out. He's gone. And he's also factored into the storyline, like, a huge component of the storyline that has all the belts. Yeah. Yeah. there is no bigger like it's the biggest thing that could have happened like change wise mm-hmm. to, to a company and creative have managed to pivot and you know Vince McMahon is the head of all this so i' I'm, I'm going to say Vince McMahon <laughs> has managed to with his back against the wall it's always this way with their back against the wall they they more than often more often than not pull it out and they have made an engaging storyline with loads of plot twists. ...that makes sense for the characters and what happened previously.
3: Yeah. It's, it's uh, an astounding feat. And it's even more incredible when you think that this uh, feud had started with no end goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was reported yesterday was that... Like, creative are just booking this week to week and have no... Does, like, they have no end goal in mind of what they want to accomplish mm. with this six-person feud. And yet, somehow... It's actually resulted in something Resulted in various different sort of facets Yeah you've got this really hot Drew Dolph feud And now you've got this amazing Drew Ambrose Drew Braun
2: feud Yes of course Drew Braun feud Poor, and, poor Dolph's and, got an out to do Takes yeah. <laughs> the odd man out Yeah well you know if You look at those six guys, and who is just there to take pinfalls? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, Come on, he's sign, here they to take said. Take the fall, he's S- here to
3: take the fall. Sign
2: another three year contract, they said. We'll make you intercontinental champion and tag team champion, they said. Could go do your stand up comedy.
3: Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds great.
2: Uh, anyway, uh, the, the Drew and Braun brawl through the crowd. Dolph's left alone great fire from dean throws in the referee after seth hits the curb stomp one two three and they win and it was such such a good moment both is- guys felt it i felt it and they were just holding the 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 titles uh into their breasts and they stand up and they hug and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> and then, this was like i felt like I was having the most intense, psychotic, bipolar episode in this show. Because I was up, no, I was down, I was up, I was down, I was bored, and then I was up (laughs) and I was
3: down. Oh, my God. Yeah, when when Dean hit the dirty deeds on Seth, like, I honestly was getting ready to, like, close down tabs, set myself up, go and make my lunch, go and jump in the shower. I was literally, I'd, I'd physically, mentally got myself at the end of that show. And then when he hit the Dirty Deeds, we were talking about this this morning. I don't think I've been as stunned and surprised by like a WWE, mm. like, here is a shocking turn of events. Considering that they've been setting this Dean Heel turn up for months now.
2: Since Big Show last Tuesday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, since Kevin Owens turning on Sami Zayn at that NXT show. Yeah, and that's like 2015, 2014. Yeah. And the funny thing about that one is the almost the exact same thing happened. That show ended. The little graphic came up at the end. I turned that show off. I closed down the network. And I text you being like, God, that takeover was awesome. That was a really great show. <laughs> and you text me saying, like, did you watch right up until the end? I was like, yeah, where Sami wins the belt. And him and Kevin hug, right? And you just text me back going like, no watch until the end yeah. <laughs> to, to reboot of the network to watch it and that's what i got here i was like ready to shut down my notes and all of a sudden this happened mm. i was completely caught off guard because i was so wrapped up in the emotion of the moment i thought it was an a stunning heel turn yeah and if the crowd this crowd it was the right crowd to do it in front of because you had that roman Promo at the start, that Roman announcement at the start. If you'd have done this next week, the crowd reaction wouldn't have been the same.
2: Mm. And a great crowd all night. I A thought, great Lode crowd and, all uh, night. The, the, the what you were saying about this being the most predictable heel turn <laughs> yeah. of,
3: of the last couple of years—we've been talking about this since SummerSlam. We've been talking about a so game back. SummerSlam last year, yeah, you they, that's a Right, even better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. As soon as Seth and Dean won the tag titles in SummerSlam 2017, yep. everyone was like. Well, Dean's going to turn on him because Seth turned last time. And then a couple of months later, Meltzer was like, yeah, Dean's going to turn on him because that's the big WrestleMania feud. Dean gets, you know, injured. And then he comes back, reunites the Shield. He's actually like every week has been built around <laughs> Dean saying to people, I'm going to turn on you. <laughs> it it's literally his promos and actions are like, oh, I'm going to turn on you someday. Yeah. Be prepared. And this was the only night. Well, we weren't all going. <laughs> Dean's gonna, Dean's gonna tell the only night, and they pull the trigger. It was, it's just, I, I am, <laughs> the balls on WWE, <laughs> the balls on them to to take this risk on the same night where you know the Shield, the Shield's other member Roman you know, announces he's got leukemia, which is just like such a mind-bogglingly awful announcement. Yeah, and then they do this, and it works. I just, I'm. I'm in awe. And that's what I gave Roy. I gave it five out of five. I am literally in awe of
3: how they pulled this off. It is. It's incredible when you think about it. But I i thought this heel turn was great. And Dean did this amazing heel down. Uh, heel, uh, this heel amazing down. Heel down. It was a it great heel down. down. <laughs> it was a great beat down. Yeah. And I thought Dean's selling throughout it was great. Because he had this look on his face. This conflicted look of like, tonight probably wasn't the night to do this. But I'm committed now. I'm doing it and I'm just going to continue doing it. And he proper beat him down, and he threw him into the barricade, and then he pulls up the mats, the protective mat outside, and he gets the dirty deeds on the concrete, and he's like throwing the tag titles at Little him. Champer on him. He did go full Champer on him. And you got to think, like, this was a crazy show in terms of Dean turned heel, Elias turned face, Braun turned face. There's teasers that Drew sort of turned face as well. And there's like all these crazy things were happening. And you go, like next week. I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens on Raw next mm. week because this was an ins- a, a, a bat crazy episode. And Dean and Seth are the tag champs. Yeah, like that's the one I, thing, I keep forgetting. that. That's the one thing no one's talking about because we keep forgetting it. They're the tag team champions.
2: I'm gonna add another bit to that. Seth's a double champion. <laughs> <laughs> I kept on forgetting. I wrote in my review they're the new tag team champions. I was like.
0: Seth's already got
2: a <laughs> Seth's a double champion! <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's uh it's it's incredible how they've done it. I th- going back to the actual turn mm. and Dean Ambrose's acting, which has been exemplary since he's come back, but this oh, rate, you know, this is, this is incredible acting, not just wrestling acting. You know, Paul Heyman levels of uh Brock Lesnar beat me up last week acting. Yeah. Um Remember what that angle turned into nothing? Yeah, well, that's how, you know They put so much good faith in their ability To carry through these storylines yeah. But Dean Dean does the turn And he's just like, he's punching the mat And he's like, why did I do this? And he even says, like, how could you? And I'm like, who are you talking to, Dean? You, you, you're not talking to Seth You're like, almost saying to yourself But the bit that killed me And, you know I did cry <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: Mate, I, I cried. I don't, I don't think that's an issue.
2: Well, I didn't cry at the the. I'm, I'm not very good at crying at real life stuff, but I'm very good at crying <laughs> at fake stuff. Yeah. So I, I uh, when when this bit happened, uh, I, I felt secure enough to cry because it wasn't real. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, the, the, it was when Seth Seth is taken that he's just had this dirty deeds hit on him. He's on the floor and he's reaching out to Dean. And even after Dean had hit that dirty deeds on him, he goes it's okay. We can work this out. Yeah, And it's like, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. are going through such bad times right now. Roman's got leukemia, and he still wants... Like, he, he's he's man enough to say, I know this isn't you right now. I know this isn't you. And Dean is like, he thinks about it, and he's like, no, screw it. And he starts beating him up more. And that's... I want... This is my fantasy booking. I want that to play into this storyline. I want it to be... I think the most realistic way and the most complex way to approach these characters is for Dean to be fueled by grief's the wrong word, because that, in, that means that Roman has passed, and he hasn't. but kind of like whatever grief would be, regret, I don't know, that I forgave you, Seth, and I got and we all got back together. I, I forgave you for betraying us, but now this has happened. And you took away those years that we could have had, and Seth, and like that's like you are like oh that's 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 horrible, mm. and I I can totally see where you're coming from, Dean. I totally understand it, and Seth's like, oh man, I I know, but like I'm so, I, I apologise for that. So you you're stuck in this really interesting loop of of the heel being actually kind of emotionally right, but the the babyface Seth. Just be, being, yeah, in in terms of an eye for an eye, very much wrong.
3: But he has made a penance for it. Yeah, uh, that's what I would like to see. So, in in your fancy booking, um, you're sort of alluding to because you kind of said this earlier, like the shield reunion being cursed, so mm. to speak, and that playing into it. So it's, it's almost like Dean is saying, we've tried to do this again twice now, and it's fallen apart both times. Yeah, where well, we actually. We never had to split up in the first place, and we could have had an yeah. amazing run together. That's, that's really nice. I like yeah. that a lot.
2: I, I think that gives him some real justification. Mm. I thought I forgave you, but you know I, can't. I, I just can't. yeah I can't. and you go back on that. That's
3: so. yeah, great.
2: But yeah, uh, any other,
3: any other bits before we, we have a beer? Well, I mean F cancer, obviously, obviously obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean well, let let's have a beer and, and toast the big dog <laughs> dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity dog. It. Dig it. Dig it. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording, along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, beyond the mat.
0: Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that that, that it's pretty logical that. You should be puke
3: El Elfagador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along As well as record a live episode of the podcast with your Q's and R.A.'s
1: You make it sound like you don't even want to live There's time to know There's a lot
3: of times I know but this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat. No, no, no. This will be a wrestler long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a pew! He's got a pew! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets to Revenge. Available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
2: So we've decided to stick with the cheap pops for people who uh, donate $25 a month or more on Patreon, which we need you folks because the NXT review is here. We're at a nice like 755 Five. Patreons, but if that drops at the end of the month, we're underneath the NXT bracket again.
3: So, uh, and it's just getting pleasure. and the show is just getting good. We, we're about to find out who ran over Alistair Black.
2: Yep, we're building to that NXT takeover. Yep, in. It's in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's just well, called War Games. Yes, at the end of it's November. It's in War games. <laughs> yes. I don't, Usually I know the location by the title. So thank you, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Yes,
3: Paulie yes. Dangerously, one of the best. The Hundred Dollar Man, C.D. Horville. Yes, you're the, man. you're the man.
2: The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Brilliant. Hope you enjoy a craft beer uh, if like you're in the UK. Absolutely. Uh,
3: Mr. Anderson, Chris Anderson. I like a Matrix reference. yes. This is
2: helping. I think just just clapping and cheering is making me feel better. Well, they do
3: say that, like mm. you know, laughter is the best medicine. And actually, like I think they did this around like old people's homes, just getting people to like clap.
2: Just la- clap and cheer. Yeah, just clap and, and cheer because it, like confused. It, yeah,
3: like well, it just raises spirits because yeah.
2: it's just like it's a happy, fun thing to do. When when you're running, if you do a run and people go, "Come on," you're like, "Yeah, okay. yeah." Oh no, I'm tired again. Uh, Andy, yes, it's me, Datsum Don't clap that much. Adam, he, well, <laughs> Andy is starting. Like he, he's a website writer. He's going to start with us full time tomorrow. He's employed by this company. Yeah, and and he's donating on Patreon, which is great. <laughs> yeah, thank uh, you very but, much. Uh, you know, pay it back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get all these benefits for free now. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, yep, you, your turn. Adam and the Antony Bergeson. Uh, don't you ever, don't you, you ever. ever That's right uh,
2: Asker's future husband and EOF one-man wrecking crew Skin Trade
3: It's a it's a, a com- long and confusing name It's a name that we didn't come up with It's a name that's so long when he posts things up on Patreon It almost doesn't fit on the screen uh, You'll never get this name right, you idiots Matthew Ooh, You see, no, I oh. came up with this name Because I know we're never going to get this right Matthew Zimajewski. It's
2: potential to to say a a racial slur in this name. I think. Is there Matthew Zimajewski?
3: Zimjewski. 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 Brett, the hitman
2: Matthew Williams.
3: Yeah. And finally, killer Chris Phillips. Whoa! Yes, Yes. Chris. So they will have. uh, We'll have another ten names read out on tomorrow and on the magazine show and the three videos next week as well. So we're spreading it out a bit more. Absolutely. (laughs)
2: After the very sad news of Roman Reigns' announcement We got Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley Hey Hey, This was just nice to see Athletically... Athletically built people smiling, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like this is what I need right now. Got, I just like- need Finn Balor smiling with his abs, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley being big, Leo Rush jumping around. This is a nice visual distraction because I cannot consume anything in my head right
3: now. I'm too shocked. Yes, we needed uh, uh, yeah Finn Balor's abs and Leo Rush's cartoon Saturday morning cartoon villain mannerisms mm-hmm. being a, a manager around ringside. Um, I mean, and it was it was it was basically a match. Um, they they did some moves, and then uh, Balor won with a quick roll-up, a surprise roll-up. Yeah,
2: so I was not a fan of Bobby Lashley losing at all, but uh, at this point I didn't care about anything (laughs) because I was too sad about the Roman news.
3: I I mean, I'll be honest, I more or less forgot this match happened, (coughs) but um, I'm Mm. just thinking back on it now. It was to kind of uh, fuel more fire to that, the commentators didn't know theory. Michael Cole, like at the start of this, was just talking about like the workhorses of WWE and how these guys just work in and out, in and out, and it just felt like it was a a passionate piece from Michael Cole, not a fed line to him by Kevin Dunn or Vince McMahon. It was just it's something that he just genuinely believes. That's nice. I think it's nice. Uh,
2: but yet the um, Bobby Lashley's only just turned heel in this new presentation, really, two three weeks ago. Way too early to have him lose it. in a surprise roll-up. I'm yeah. sure they'll trade wins for months. <laughs> can't look, f- uh, yeah. Can't look forward to <laughs> that, dude. Uh, Dolph and Drew are backstage next. They're talking about the tag main event and they're worried about Braun Strowman. Well, Drew Dolph's worried about Braun Strowman coming after them. Drew's not though. No, because he's gonna go, leaves, leaves the shot, comes back,
3: monster I'm, hunting. I'm going monster hunting. <laughs>
2: Why did he have to walk off? I don't know. Just one more thing off camera (laughs) as the elaborate turn. Or the directors of stage go like, you forgot your final line. It's like, oh, that's right, I did. So I need to step back in and do it. Uh, Then we got Ruby Riot versus Sasha Banks. Yeah. so, Uh, So
3: Evolution was mentioned in this. So Evolution does come this Sunday. You wouldn't know it by this show because regardless of Roman's announcements and regardless of the main event, this was a match that was almost designed to make you not care about evolution to make you feel like everything on this show doesn't matter yeah with the exception of Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella this
2: is a gimmick folks it's a a, gimmick pay-per-view
3: okay so absolute uh, knob face Adam Pacitti posted up on Twitter uh, last night and I completely agree with him even though he's a tool obviously Um, he was like WWE have had months to prepare this show like They've had more time to prepare this show than the majority of their pay-per-views that they book month to month. And this is the best they could come up with. This isn't a pay-per-view. This is not a pay-per-view. This is raw, but without any blokes on it. This is absolutely... (laughs) awful and they announced yeah, the so ma- it's, an, it's
2: a nostalgia
3: roar yeah. it's even worse yeah, it's, my- it's even worse than <laughs> what you even, think it is even worse. Michael Cole's going to be announcing the show as well so it's an all women's pay-per-view but with Michael Great. Cole providing commentary um and it's just like they announced the six matches that are on this show six matches one of which is a battle royal this and, it, and the six woman tag who could possibly care about mm. Bailey Banks and Natty versus the Riot Squad? Who and like my first thing is like who could take the Riot Squad seriously at this point? Well the tag titles. Like again, well this is it like and someone else I can't remember who posted this on Twitter but this really made me laugh. I was like so glad WWE spent all those months putting together tag titles tag ti- uh, tag teams just to put them all into that battle mm. royal where they'll never get a spot to shine. Yeah. It's 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 embarrassing is what it is. This show. And I imagine this show will probably be fun because the matches will at least have time. There's only six of them. But at the same time, it's going to be its a pointless gimmick show. Mm-hmm. And they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be absolutely embarrassed by this show.
2: Well, I think that really, you know, it's an accurate reflection of what WWE as a corporation really thinks of women's wrestling. It's a gimmick. There's there's no substance it's there. A B, it's a PR yeah. thing. It's a PR stunt. Uh, so why would why would there ever be anything of substance in the eventual pay per view? With that I, said, I thought this was a good match. Uh, yeah, it was it was okay. I back to the evolution stuff though. It's like you got to think the Roman Reigns stuff obviously made a lot of people, me included, not care about anything because you you know it's just it sort of sucks all your attention into that really devastating real life mm. announcement. Yeah. But then you're like, but that didn't affect what they had. Like, the of all the things that Roman's announcement affects, the women's segments are not one of them. Yeah. So, this is probably what they had planned all for the along. go home show for Evolution. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100% what they had planned. It was a contract signing where nothing happened. Uh, there was a four way that went a minute and a half. This tag match. There's and- a singles match. i didn't i can't even remember and a couple of a a pre-recorded promo from Nia jackson dana
3: brooke yeah ember moon had one as well but yes to to your point it was as i said like i think this is an absolute shambles in terms of promoting a pay-per-view they are lucky they are lucky that nikki bella has mainstream appeal otherwise this show wouldn't have sold out they're lucky that Ronda it hasn't sold out, It has sold it? out now. No. it is likely going to sell out, but it's only <coughs> sold out or it's only going to likely sell out off the back of them announcing Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Right. Apparently up until then, tickets were not shifting whatsoever. They announced that match there was a massive surge of ticket sales because
2: mm. those two are a draw. Or well, Ronda's a draw. Ronda is a draw. I don't think Nikki could headline a, a pay-per-view by herself. Man, she's got uh, well, very few She's of got the two, nearly could.
3: 2 million uh, YouTube subscribers. Nikki. Yeah, which Rhonda says is a rubbish accomplishment.
2: I wonder what the... Which I think is hurtful. (laughs) Very
3: hurtful, Rhonda. I
2: wonder what the the Venn diagram of people who subscribe to that channel and people who are going to the (laughs) Evolution pay-per-view are. Mm. I don't think it's that big. I don't think the Total Divas or Bellas Venn diagram parts of that are quite big either. I think actually large parts of those... Are just guys who subscribed once because Nikki Bella said she was gonna get nude from <laughs> one million subscribers. Yeah, what the, that like that is reverse sexism on us because if we say we're gonna get naked for a million subscribers,
3: lose subscribers. Well,
2: yeah, it will go down.
3: <laughs> Plummet. Uh, anyway, yeah, I thought actually this was a, a pretty good match. It reminded me actually how good Sasha Banks is oh, yeah. because I've, I've proper gone off Sasha Banks as of late and that's not her fault that's just the way that WWE presented her as nothing to care about mm. and as a result I've stopped caring about Sasha Banks matches in the same way I've stopped caring <laughs> about Bayley matches the same way I've stopped caring about Ember Moon matches because they've all, they've all been presented as nothing and therefore when I watch them I just I look at them and i well, like oh, there's no need for me to get invested in this because it's not going anywhere but this match, I was watching this I was like, God, Banks is good. Mm. And I often forget how good Banks is because this company never gives her a chance to do anything. And this was actually her anymore, return though. her return to the ring.
2: Yeah, that's after right. After yeah, a couple yeah. of, well, like a month out from injury or hmm. whatever it was. Uh, Didn't she have a match last week? No, she came out for Natty's match against Ruby. Oh, that was it. That was her return. I think so. God, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, the only other thing of note for this was Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan... Cutting an awful inset <laughs> promo as the Riot Squad made their way down to the ring. It was one of those pre taped gigs where Liv said something about dreaming of a landscape and world of pain and suffering. And Sarah was like, I'm gonna, with the game. we're gonna hunt them down. I'm gonna hunt down my opponents. <laughs> and Ruby said something intriguing and good, but. Uh, Liv and Sarah were, were abysmal. I just most likely the content that they were given. But when has when has Liv's character ever been that? Yeah.
3: Like I want to see a... uh
2: not well, the undertaker. Well,
3: here's the thing. And this is this is testament to how um tone deaf WWE can be sometimes. Uh we had an article posted up on wrestletalk.com which was like a, a better card for WWE evolution essentially. With the same same women and just booking a better card. And there was one match in there that I was like, why is this match not on the card? Liv Morgan versus Brie Bella. Like, come on. Like, that's, it's right. That's an open goal right there. I never even thought of that. Like, like, it stares you in the face, doesn't it? right in the face. God. Like, that was, like, was a massive talking point a few weeks ago. And you could have built up something on that. But no, Brie Bella has just been, she turned heel so she could second her sister into her championship match. Mm. Like, they've done now with Brie. Like, I thought they were going to do a Brie versus Maurice match, but they're not done that either. Like, I, th- Brie versus Liv is an absolute open goal. And, an, and g- shock horror, it's a storyline, which none of these other matches have got. Like, yeah. what's this six-woman tag? What is the story going into this match? They wrestle a lot. They've been booked in consecutive weeks
2: against each other. Condiments on doors. Oh! Uh... God, when you were talking there, I was like, oh, I don't really fancy the idea of a brie live in ring match. Nope, though. absolutely know not. And I thought, but Liv's lives improved recently. And then you said, well, I, you know, you thought it was going to be Brie and Maurice. So I was like, that's worse. <laughs> that's much worse. Yeah, I'm not saying it would have been a five-star classic, but at least it would have been a storyline. <laughs> yeah. It just has to be a squash, really. Liv just <laughs> Uh Then we got the Brothers of Destruction promo from the previous week. It, it was the same. Was it the same? Did we yeah. confirm that? Uh, we've got three words for you. Rest in peace.
3: We had a conversation earlier in the uh, the office being like, was this the same promo as last week? And I said, I, I don't know. Because there's no way they would have done it, like filmed it again with a few different lines. Well, it could, but it could have been yeah. because it was. like there is no, There's no substance to the promo. They're just words. It's a collection of words said in a, a spooky boiler mm. room. Um, then we got Nia Jax
2: in a... Non-spooky backdrop. She just says how uh, evolution—it's not about gender; it's about talent. God, this was horribly. And scripted. then I—I've written down here that the—the the point is, it's about gender. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of this show. <laughs> and then she pointed out that she—she uh, she was the Raw Women's Champion three months ago. I know, and well, that just makes me depressed.
3: I um—I wrote down in my notes here. God, this was horribly scripted. Yeah. But looking back on it, the Kurt Angle one was way worse. Mm. And it makes, the, it makes everyone else's horribly scripted promos not seem as bad in comparison.
2: So Jax would get a free pass if this was done live. Because, of course, Roman Reigns is uh, her cousin. Something like
3: that. Well, she is The Rock's cousin. So
2: Blood but They are Blood, blood bro- well, Brothers. So The Rock and Roman close. are close
3: by, like, by Blood Brother bondage.
2: Blood. Sounds a bit weird. Blood brother cousins, mm. yes. yes, yes, something yeah. like that. They're close. Yeah, they're from the same island. Uh, they all know each other over
3: there. That's how it works, isn't that's it? What, that's what uh, Vincent van will tell you. Wrong. That, that, <laughs> and their, their untamed savages. That what? and my dad. That's uh, <laughs> they all know each other over there. Uh, and
2: they, yeah, she's oh dear, so. So if if she just learnt that news, uh, but this looked like it was pre-taped, so yeah. she's got no excuse to be this bad. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, then we got the DX promo. Oh, it's 2006 DX. Mm, and it's got the DX entrance with the, the sort of, uh, what would you call them? The shots of crowds over, mm. it's first over shots of crowds. Yeah. Glow uh, sticks at the ready. Ah, uh, yeah. And then they come, and I just thought, this looks really past its sell-by date. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you can look at a sandwich and go, well, that I'm not eating that. Because that's definitely past its sell-by date. Because it looks crusty Yeah And I I don't have to eat it Like the Homer Simpson sandwich Mm. I don't have to eat it To know it's going to have The wrong texture And it's going to give me A funny tummy And that's how I feel about watching DX walk down to the ring. Gives you a funny tummy. Yeah. Well, no, no, I know (laughs) when I see the match, when I sink my teeth into that sandwich. Yeah. It's not going to be nice.
3: And I knew... So Triple H then starts essentially making fun of the Brothers of Destruction promo, because this is very much 2006 DX, saying, like, it was definitely cut in a boiler room in the basement of the mayor's office. And Sean says, but we're not running for mayor... No, I thought that was, was a good line actually um, Well I mean the crowd didn't mm. um, <laughs> And then Triple uh, HBK says that nostalgia is just another word for old And Triple says that's true But Halloween is currently 40 years old But it's number one of the box office I'm like, No 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 the sequel is number one <laughs> of the box office It's not the original movie Doing the same thing over again It's a new version of it Yeah yeah. No, uh, it's the, the, the Freddy Krueger one You <laughs> just yeah. did to annoy me now
2: Jason Yeah <laughs> The Jason one,
3: yes, it's the Jason one, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leatherface, <laughs> any more you can name? Vader, I'm in mean, slasher, um, icons.
2: No, I was just thinking, masked people, Ray <laughs> <Play> Mysterio. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, and then they said maybe, maybe, yeah, the, the whole Halloween thing, good point, point. and the fact that they went, but we still sell out the Australia tour. I like, and Meltzer said this, taking credit for the house there. <laughs> like, that's such a classic old-timer. That was me.
3: Yeah, Oh yeah. I did that house. I did that. Yep, <laughs> like, absolutely. What a thing.
2: And then he says, maybe old is actually a polite way of saying we're better. And I was like, that's just how you book the big four.
3: Absolutely. And then what that, meant, what that promo, essentially, that encapsulates DX2006 in a nutshell. Yeah, we're older than everyone, but we're also better, so... We're on top and mm. that's all that matters because we're not going to allow other stars to get over and we're just going to push them all to the same bland people whereas we're allowed to have character. Yeah, like as much as like I think Triple
2: H and Shawn Michaels are very good at creating that next generation of talent, they're also friends with Kevin Nash. <laughs> And this is what Kevin Nash would do all the time in WCW.
3: Kevin Nash, uh, his famous uh you uh you shoot it was a famous shoot interview that he did where he said that they had a mentality in the nineties WWF that they carried over into WCW as well, which was that they would look through the curtain, see how big a crowd is, and that would determine how hard they try in a match. And they would and their mentality was always Well, we've got their money, so don't need to really try. They've already paid for their tickets, so I'm I'm getting paid either way. So I'm just going to look out. Uh, It's not that big a crowd. I'm not taking a bump tonight. Mm. And I'll just go out there and not try. And that is the old wrestler mentality that thankfully is not around anymore because wrestlers now want to entertain audiences, and they want to try and earn your money and earn more money off of you. Mm. Uh, So this was interrupted by... Undertaker and Kane
2: appear... Well, the dong hit, first of all, when I thought the crowd, and me included, thought they were going to actually come out. So was a, everyone was a bit disappointed when it was just a Titan-Tron skit. And there they are, digging graves for Hunter and Sean. Of course, that is a time-old tradition in Undertaker and Kane feuds. I'm going to yeah. dig you a
3: grave. But, uh, yeah. Timing, uh, it's, not a, it's not great timing. I, people I think have it's... pointed out to me <laughs> <laughs> that that is actually offensive yeah i i think it is very uh <coughs> tone deaf just not really yes. paying attention to so to, to what has happened in the world just kind of thinking you're in your own little bubble and then someone says to you oh yeah but that guy really did die like he really was murdered inside that consulate mm. and he is going to be buried and you go like yeah we probably shouldn't have aired that promo really i
2: just thought sean's tombstone should already have a from and dead date because he was already retired mm. And then you could just put another one underneath it. Yeah. Uh, then we got a graphic revealing that at Crown Jewel, it'll be vacant defending his Universal Championship against Braun
3: Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Now, when Roman announced, this is what I wanted to talk about earlier, mm. when Roman announced that he's going to be vacating the title, I, I started to rack my brain. I was like, oh, who's going to win the belt? Like yeah. who, Who's the next champion in line? And like my first, the first two names that came to my head was like, well, Seth and Braun. Yes. Like Seth or Braun. Seth, like, Braun and Drew. Yeah. Like they, well, Seth and Braun were the first two names that came to me. And then I thought, actually, what I think I'd rather is someone who hasn't gone for the Universal Championship before. Kind of like when, when Owens won it. He was the guy that you didn't expect to win the belt. And that kind of made his title win all the more intriguing, and like the the run was what it was. But that win initially did have some intrigue behind it, particularly with the Triple H storyline that went nowhere, Mm. as Triple H storylines (laughs) often do, see Survivor Series last year. And and then I thought, it should be Drew. It really should be Drew. And then I thought to myself while watching this, why isn't Drew inserted into this match? Insert Drew into this triple threat match and have him win the belt at Crown Jewel. Uh, Rather than Braun just win the belt in what will essentially be a foregone conclusion because brockshire ain't winning it because I don't think he's coming back for more dates and add Drew in there add a bit of intrigue and have Drew win the belt and be a you know a, perhaps a more interesting champion than Braun would be.
2: I, I I I totally get what you mean and I can see the argument for it. I I want to see Drew more carefully handled though. I want to see him incrementally go up, win the IC belt, and then, you know, SummerSlam next year, I would like to see him going for the title by that point. But I think now... Well, you're uh, in trouble, mate,
3: because it pretty much looks like that's where they're going. Because, like, Braun and Drew are in yeah, a feud, and yeah. Braun's going to win the belt, so it's likely right. that he's going to Well, have I disagree with match.
1: both.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, so it's going to be Braun and Brock at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel is going to have a title change. It's become a very... An actually newsworthy show
3: Yeah uh, Whether it takes place In Saudi Arabia Is a different Mm. matter But um, I guess Well I I say time will tell But we're running short on that Yeah Uh, Then we got
2: Dana Brooke Cutting a promo backstage About Evolution It was awful I tuned out Then we got Paul Heyman This is the opposite end Of the spectrum Wasn't it just Paul Heyman comes out And he is visibly emotional Mm. And he cuts a hell Of a promo About Roman Reigns and how he obviously likes Roman Reigns a lot. He's one of the people who hugs him first when he gets backstage in that WWE.com video. And showing what a master Heyman is, he turns that real-life situation into putting over Roman, putting over the match
3: at Crown Jewel and Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Just He's very good, very good at what he does. And he says that Braun is not on Brock's level, and that brings out Braun, and he said he's going to beat Brock at Crown Jewel. Uh, and he's going to bring the title to Raw every single week. So babyface turn for, for Braun here.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and, and Braun came out and said, I know we had our differences in the past. But, you know, mm-hmm. love your Roman, yes. essentially. Absolutely, so that, that yeah. got a pop. And then he, he turns around into the, the Drew. Oh, God, it was off.
3: good. What perfect timing <laughs> on
2: that. Why isn't Drew in the match? So I just told you why. I, <laughs> uh, I had to get this image off WWE.com for my other review of this episode of this spot drew gets so high like he is horizontal with brawn which is 7 foot or 6 foot 8 or something wow he's so good
3: he's great at him he's the flavors. man around it like and that's it i mean they were talking about this on wrestling observer radio that like uh, perhaps like you know going back to the roman situation one of the things we haven't we, you and i haven't talked about at the very least is that this is certainly the downside to WWE putting all of their eggs into this Roman-shaped basket for the last five or so years is that they haven't built another guy. Yes. They built the entire company around him, and now those chickens have come home to roost because Roman's not there now. Mm -hmm. And we don't know when Roman is coming back. We don't know if he'll ever come back. Like, regardless of like, if he beats leukemia he may just not be able to wrestle ever again this might be the last we've seen of Roman so this company needs to find a new top guy and whether that be someone that's on the Raw roster already or you have a call-up from NXT you have got to find someone for me like you, you look I look at Seth you look at Dean I look at Drew I think Drew is a guy you can build a company around I, think I look at Matt Riddle well yeah okay Matt Riddle Matt Riddle Keith Lee Keith Get Lee him, Donovan DieJack. Just uh, change his name Because it's awful So uh, D- The new yeah. one Donovan Dijak's great the,
2: the, There's There's a couple of ways This could go uh, y- Your one is Drew the, the Drew getting added uh, Braun winning And having Drew As the first Number one Contender When this first happened Neither of those Were my first thought mm. It was Drew's costing Braun the match And, Brock and Brock's gonna win
3: Yee, man
2: And we just get you know, a couple of months of absent Universal Champion again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> Drew was interviewed backstage by uh, Charlie Caruso, uh, and he said that he's not afraid of what Braun will do to him. Um, and he said, he said, weirdly, he goes, now we're going to now we're gonna defend our titles, which suggested to me that match was coming up next. But it was not, because be- I've written before that, Elias comes out. Yes. And last week... Uh, Apollo Crews interrupted Elias and we thought oh it's a they're pushing Apollo Crews they're gonna give him a little a a push off the back of the scenes he literally cut a promo that was like I am NOT at my full potential Mm -hmm. I've not really shown the WWE universe what I can do so I need to step up I'm gonna have a match and I'm gonna show that I'm great and that's what happened here he had a match with Elias and he lost, so I guess that uh, that Apollo Cruz pushes over because these two aren't going to feud anymore. Eliza's turning face.
2: I never saw it happening. Well, I, I, Apollo I, losing? I was,
3: I, no, a, Apollo getting
2: oh, a push. I see, right. Like after the whole Chad Gable thing from the last month, I was like, no, not even gonna, not even gonna go there. Mojo Rawley. Yeah, Mojo Rawley, everyone. So yeah, it's. Uh, I, I th- Cruz is so athletic. Like I, I forget how impressive he is. He's standing, shooting star press, just doing flips around the ring. But there's no charisma there for me.
3: I find it very hard to latch onto Apollo beyond that. Was a cool move. I was ne, I was never expecting Apollo to get like a you know, <laughs> upper mid card push or a main event push. But I thought it would last longer than a week. Like, and it, it didn't even last a week really because he lost here. So actually, it lasted a show. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but maybe this is because. They had to shuffle around face and heel turns. But
3: Elias could have lost here. Like, you'd use that money in the bank thing, uh, that, 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 that rhetoric that they always go with. If you've got the money in the bank brief here, so you can lose as much as you want, because mm. eventually you'll cash in. And, like, they always say that if you're turning someone heel, you can beat them like a drum, because eventually they're going to turn and never will forget all the times they got beat. Here, Elias wins and then still turns baby face. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I see what you...
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I was never invested in Apollo, so... I don't really. Care. Fair enough. But it is it is annoying that there's a a, a stop start push. Uh, but yeah, then after well after that, well Elias's music played as well. Yeah, because he won. Which yeah, but I I was like I can't remember the last time I heard this music. <laughs> it's usually him on a guitar. And then losing. Uh, then we
3: got the Kurt Angle World Cup promo. This was diabolically <laughs> bad. This was there were quite a few bad things on this show. But this was the worst thing on the show by leaps and bounds, by country miles. This was diabolically bad. I thought there were there were less
2: interesting things on the show. I thought the- Why did you take? Because it it was a bad, it was a badly scripted, badly delivered Kurt Angle promo. But I did like the fact that they edited over footage of people he was talking about. I thought it put over. Uh, like the World Cup competitors quite well, Rey Mysterio, Dolph Ziggler, yada yada yada. Um, but yeah,
3: so what did you take against it so much? It was just it was how horribly scripted it was, yeah. and Angle's dreadful delivery of this. And it was like he had to say everyone's nickname, and then the Viper, the A-lister, the Miz, the Charismatic Enigma, Jeff Hardy. It's because it's for it's for the Crown Prince. Oh, this it was. Like, here's ch- your introduction to all these guys. It was so bad. Like it made Kurt Angle look like the biggest dork. Like he's an Olympic gold medalist. He is a former world champion. He looked like he may as well be in that Mojo Rawley position because he looked like an absolute chump. I thought this was a. A diabolically bad part of the show hmm. It was awful WWE really have brought back Kurt uh, just to bury him oh, Really, it's really bad
2: it's a, it's a terrible use of the guy it, just sticked.
3: it was. I thought it was awful
2: And then weirdly it comes back and Elias is still out there From winning the match just now And he says I felt so good after the win I'm going to give you another performance Because the previous one was interrupted And he's just about to start his gig But Baron Corbin comes out mm-hmm. And he's very mean To Elias it was, it was confusing. I was like, where, where is this going? Uh, you know, Elias works for me, says Baron Corbin. Uh, get off the stage
3: or I'll fire you. Yeah, me and Stephanie have spoken. I, I've got the power to fire you if I want. This really was like nought to 60. Yeah. Like, there was
2: no foreshadowing of any tension between Baron and Elias. Nope. If anything, I thought they were on good terms. Cos, heels. But yeah, they just, uh,
3: they really... Really go at it, which makes me think it was a last-minute change. Oh, 100% yeah. a last-minute change. Well, Meltzer was saying on Unresting Observer Radio that he said it's funny because two weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, they turned Bobby Lashley heel because they were worried they didn't have enough heels on the show. And now they're turning everyone babyface because they've realised there's not enough baby-faces on the show. There's a lot of just people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's loads of people on Raw, but, but- they, they are just... Unless you're DX or The Undertaker and Kane You're just sort of flattened out And I suppose Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins get away with it Mm. So Elias says well
2: I'm going to sing a song anyway And he sings quite a funny song Which has the punchline of Baron having Stephanie's hand Up his ass Like a puppet Yeah which is great Baron tells him to leave Elias walks out He's sad But he comes back out And hits him with
3: the guitar hey. Babyface turn Elias This is great Like Well okay Now you say it's great only a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the mega heel mm. heat Elias was getting. And now they were just like, God, that guy's getting so much heel heat. Better turn him, baby face. He was get That
2: line was getting heat.
3: But that's a line that you can try and extrapolate sure. across. Like, he always does get heel heat. People love to try and walk with Elias, and they like to cheer him when he starts. But the course, starts, he goes... Your local sports team He's very very good at getting heat He is one of the few heels in this company That can actually generate heel heat But, it's, but you're right
2: Every, Everyone's cheering him up until Your local sports team And then they all start booing Imagine if he just went with it And talked about how great this area is In the kind of rock way When he used to do his little rock concert I think those concerts sound less interesting And then trashes his opponent In hopefully funny ways Like this was a badass line so if like I don't know if he's right in these, but they're generally pretty good. I'd imagine he is. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yes, I'm optimistic. Mm. I think Elias
3: has got it in him and yeah. I'm intrigued. As I said, the cynical side of me is just like, man, he was generating genuine heel heat. Why turn him why turn him babyface? Uh, now we get to the part of the show where
2: WWE remembers evolutions <laughs> happening <laughs> and we get like a just chunk of women segments back to back, starting with Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella's contract signing. I wasn't that into this. Neither was I. Yeah. So Nikki Bella, the, the Bellas come out first. they They're the, I, Nikki Bella's very good on the mic, actually. So
3: much better as a heel.
2: Yeah, very, very good. Uh, and they get out of the ring when Rhonda gets in. Uh, and they're like, "Why didn't she's like, why didn't you get in here? And Nikki says, well, you look like you want to fight, and we're not going to fight, especially in Rhode Island, <laughs> especially in your local sports team. <laughs> Boo! And then Rhonda says something like, my mother would be embarrassed if I couldn't beat you both with my hands behind my back. Which was contrived and only there as a setup line to set up Nikki's stuff, which was much better about saying, Your mother's already ashamed of you. You lost at the Olympics. Yeah. You lost here. You didn't retire undefeated in the octagon. I don't think they said UFC. No, they said the octagon. Yeah. Uh, and then Rhonda just goes, I will end you. And I've seen a lot of people going, oh my God, that was so badass. I thought it was a bit lacking.
3: I thought it was a bit lacking as mm. well. And it's, it really kind of exposes WWE writers when the Twitter spats that these two have had on, on social media and on, like, on Instagram and stuff has been so much more engaging than what they've actually been saying on television. And like the stuff that Ronda wrote last week was so much more engaging. I know a lot of people have said that it was little more than slut-shaming, but I thought it was actually a very solid promo that that kind of like dived into real like fan frustrations with this feud. So I, I, I thought I worked quite nicely. Mm. And the... I, I thought this was... This was a really wet fart of a go-home angle. Because remember, this is a go-home angle for their match... At Evolution, It sure as hell didn't feel like one. Yeah, yeah. Again, they've done
2: it the wrong way around. It should have been last week's promo that was here.
3: I'd, I'll be honest, though. I was mostly distracted during this segment because someone had a sign that says, Alexa, be my stepmom. Weird. And I thought, I mean, A, that kid's got issues. But then B, I looked a bit closer and I was like, is that El Fakador? Did it look like Laurie? No, it just it just. This is the sort of sign that Laurie
2: would have taken oh, to see. a show. I was distracted by Nikki's shiny hat. Is that is you? It, it's a very, it was. really glittery. Uh, shows yeah, I mean. how good the promo was. I was literally distracted by something shiny. <laughs> uh, Dean and Seth had their backstage interview oh, that after character that character from Moana. <laughs> and then we got Emma Moon beating <clears throat> Nia Jax, Tamina,
3: and Dana Brooke. Oh, this this match—if I—if I said this went ninety seconds, that'd be generous. Because it might not have even gone 90 seconds. They did some spots, and then Moon <sighs> won. She pinned Tamina, of all people, as well. I thought you meant to bring Tamina back as this, like, yeah. unstoppable force. Along she with was Nai beaten James. last week, as well. I thought, no, I thought they pinned Brooke last week. I'm pretty sure it was Tamina yeah, well, again. She wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, anyway, she, she pinned Tamina. And it's like, Jax looked a bit upset by this. But, again, this is your go-home angle. This was literally your go-home segment for, for Evolution. What a... a yeah, Awful.
2: So Nia Jax, this is what I said last week I think it's building up to an Ember Moon Nia Jax feud Nia Jax turning heel It's because they're best friends They're best friends And Ember Moon has, has pulled out the win When Jax has failed in the last couple of weeks Since Ember brought back Jax Because they're best buds out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so Nia will soon be Match she, like, She's she's on, cause, uh, still early in her career I think she can give Big Show's heel face turn around One hundred percent, she can do. Yeah, she's flip flopping a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there <laughs> I don't. It's such an awful part of me. Uh, I, I do find it funny when, like, Tamina doesn't get any crowd reactions. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 start oh, of this match dude. is based around Tamina and Jack staring off, trying to recapture Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant magic, and uh, no one's into it. Who could though? Yep yeah. And then there's Honestly. a bit Where Jax lifts Tamina up for the Samoan drop Crickets from the crowd yeah. And then Nia Jax even raises her hand like Come on Nothing mm. It was It was It was Hilariously sad I would have thought Jax it's... even screamed Like she screamed like Come on yeah.
3: No one did anything I really would have thought Like a top Smackdown star Defecting to Raw Really would have got a bigger reaction Yeah Top 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 Uh yeah, so uh, this could be Ember
2: Moon's first main roster storyline. Oh, it's about Actually, it's a good if, point. If yeah. Jax uh, ends up turning Riky Then we got Titus O'Neil doing some Susan G. Coleman stuff. This was this was quite nice because Titus is good at this stuff and he's a baby face. Mm-hmm. By the way, me liking or like at least getting into all the Roman Reigns stuff earlier and then breaking kayfabe is not the same thing as me getting frustrated with heels doing pre-planned charity segments. I don't you know, you just to the just choir, Think man. some people are going to call me out for hypocrisy Well, well of co- it's not. Of course it's very they consistent. Are. Of course they are. Uh, so yeah, that that was cool. And then the last thing we're going to finish on just cuz it's <laughs> yeah. the, the main event was Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Well, I suppose actually this was
3: the go home uh, angle for Evolution. Evolution. And it, it was oh, missing right. and it was missing one quarter of the match.
2: Trish Stratus and Lita, you might know them as best is best for business we're Mm -hmm. backstage having an interview and then alicia fox walks in and does her crazy shtick and mickey james jumps them from behind and they beat them up but then trish
3: and lita beat them up back yeah so it was key to this is that alexa bliss wasn't there it was alicia fox and mickey james that were doing the attacking and then were being beaten up by trish and lita they were really trying to put this over as it was um, it's the new generation versus the attitude era because they kept saying like oh you guys are from the attitude era and then at the end of it the, uh, when they beat them down they were like that's how we do it in the attitude era and then sort of walked away really odd wrinkle to add to this storyline in your last segment before you do this also doesn't really make a lot of sense And then the-
2: also, also the story that means is the attitude era where women were treated absolutely
3: horribly on television mm-hmm. are better than the, the news well, yeah, I mean yeah but that's, that's that's beside <laughs> the point uh, because we, we're ignoring that bit we're ignoring all the gravy bowl matches and the fulfill your fantasy matches that they 've made these poor women do um The key to this really is that there's the story that Alexa Bliss suffered a concussion over the weekend. She worked the first she worked the house show on the Saturday, but not the Sunday, it might have been the Friday and not the Saturday. I think it was the Saturday and the Sunday, and she was replaced uh, in her match by Tamir, I believe. And, um, solid hands. Solid, well, that's why you got her there. And they don't know if Alexa Bliss is going to be able to work mm. Evolution now because it depends on what the impact testing results come back. As we saw with Liv Morgan, actually could be fine. And a week later, you're okay and you can work the match. Or she might just work the match and not do a great deal and just you know spend the majority of it out on the apron. So there is a possibility that that could happen. But the, the way that this was, has been reported, that because this was... They, they kind of reported prior to the show, if there is no involvement in Alexa Bliss on Raw, it's likely she won't be at Evolution and Alicia Fox will take her place. Mm. So the match could very well end up being Mickey James and Alicia Fox versus the besties, best for business. Well, Alicia Fox is a trailblazer. Well, yeah. It's, a, it's just a real shame that it's all been built around Alexa versus God, Trish and Alexa doing all the legwork for this feud. If a Mickey's gonna do all the in ring work now. Yeah. Oh mate. What a what a what a real shame. As I said, an absolute wet fart to end uh, your, your evolution plugging. Mm. They don't care about this show. Absolutely do not care about this show. Uh and also also kind of a, a wet fart of a segment
2: to end this review because yeah. that's you know, we've already covered the main event of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and excellent. the heel turn, which was great. Uh but yeah, overall, like apart from well, you know, about an hour and a half of this show Half of this show was Average to boring Yeah. Um. But all of the SHIELD stuff All of the main event stuff Was so incredible mm-hmm. And and genuine yep. and shocking That, yeah, I gave it 5 out of 5 I just, I can't, I can't see how you can't well, I was, just, yeah. I was li- literally in awe like, As I said earlier
3: it, Well, it's the same when Daniel Bryan returned from retirement and he cut that amazing promo i can't tell you a single thing that happened on the rest of that um smackdown but it doesn't matter because that daniel bryant segment was so good that it was just like what well, a five out of five show and I, I i i think i'd probably be in agreement with you here because like that opening segment was like i was so enraptured by it and i was just like my mind was racing all over the place because it's a real life thing that's kind of bleeding into this odd little wrestling world and i just thought it was like it was all I don't know. I didn't know what to think, and I was so shocked by the ending of this show that I was like, "That's an incredible ending angle." Mm. Like absolutely. And I thought to myself, I probably would have given that an in awe rating as well. And it's weird to give someone announcing yeah. they've got leukemia five out of five. But the same, but like uh, you'd have given, like when Daniel Bryan retired, yeah. you probably, I, or when Edge retired, you probably would have given those shows five out of five as well because they were really like. Engaging and enrapturing episodes, and and that's kind of what I I got from this. And it's an odd, as you said, it's it's odd to give a five out of five rating when someone announces something so like devastating as as poor old Roman Reigns did. But man, that heel turn at the end, I thought it was absolutely. And I I just completely disagree with anyone. I think you're absolutely fine. You know, you're entitled to your opinion. And if you think that it wasn't the right week to do it, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But I do think it was the perfect time to do it. So you have uh, a Halloween party you're going to? Yes, I'm yeah. going
2: to bat out of hell, Oi!n power ballads. Nice. Yes. So hopefully a lot of eighties and nineties and seventies, anything that's not current. Mm-hmm. Uh, big big tunes. And what's fans. your costume? Well, I'm I'm going back and forth on this. I've currently, my front runner idea, although people can send in ideas. People will just tell you, to do do Wonder Ollie. Yeah, that's going to be too cold. So I'm thinking the Rock 90s bum bag meme. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Because that's quite easy to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but yes, please do get in touch with fun, fun suggestions. Because I'm drawing a bit of a blank for what to go as this year.
3: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I we, my wife and I kind of have like a, a list of couples costumes that we have got Oh, you in have mind. to do it in a couple? Well, we like to do it as a couple. Because, class- what are ones you've done previously? Uh, we did, um, well, our, our one we did a couple of years ago was a Parks and Recreation reference. We went as Burt Macklin... Nice. Uh, FBI and um, I can't remember or, um, Aubrey Plaza's Alter Ego. I think I remember that one. That's yes. a good one. Yes, uh, we've got. Uh, we want to do um, Gomez and Morticia. Uh, we want to do um, Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. Things like we got like loads of like Mario we... and Luigi. Yep, yeah, classics. Yeah. yeah, all that sort of stuff. Other obscure things. <laughs> yes. So because uh, we really like Halloween, um, uh, my pumpkin looks excellent. I actually carved my pumpkin to look. Like the one from the opening of John Carpenter's Halloween. Like I, I, I did it. I, I copied it as best as I could. Mm. It does look pretty good. I will be honest with you. Uh, we got this email in from Bernie Mikolas. Uh, actually, and it's directed to you. Oh, okay. Uh, Hello Ollie. my name is Bernard and after hearing your success, mostly at the gym, I decided to take a strength and conditioning (laughs) course in my school. We have treadmills, bench presses, climbers and leg presses. Frankly I'm relatively weak and I just learned my max weight and time on each machine slash workout. My maximum bench press is 75 pounds, my 5k run is 32 minutes and my maximum leg press is 140 pounds. What's yours? Oh wow! Please reply or answer on the podcast. Uh, I I can't. Act
2: it. Bearing in mind, I haven't been to the the gym for four months. What mm. are
3: those metrics again?
2: Uh, okay, so bench press, I was up to about what? The, so are these one rep. Well, um, well, we have good. treadmills, but uh, frankly, I'm relatively I'm relatively weak. The max weights. Well, that's quite. Oh, seven. Ah, these aren't in kilos. Do you I to, don't know do you want what. Want me to convert them? Because that's what Google's for. I don't know for. because if if you do
3: convert them and he's still better than me, <laughs> I would rather have ignorance. Seventy-five pounds to. What do you want it to? Do? Kilograms? Yeah. Kg. Uh, Thirty-four. Oh my God! You need to improve a lot. Yes. <laughs> that's
2: good. I can do over double that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That bad. Ollie came out there. I was. I was yeah. Stick at it champ (laughs) Stick at it champ You can do it Um, That's the important thing Starting Absolutely yeah just thought you were Better than me When you were starting And that would have That would have made me sad
3: uh, this comes in from Jenna Snow. Hi Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I've been wanting to ask this question for a while now, but since I can't become a pledge hammer I thought I would emo and see if you can answer this. I, I should have read this beforehand because you're cheating the system here. Back in the day WWE had guest general managers for on Smackdown. Do you think they should bring them back and why? Thank you. I love the videos. Keep up the amazing work. No! Absolutely oh my God. not. It was a diabolical time. We don't want you as a patriot. <laughs> Up. <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say. Uh, would you like a joke? Oh God, I hated that era. Uh, oh
2: man, it was The dreadful. celebrity guest host era of Raw, hot off the anonymous Raw general manager
3: era. Surely that's a list, like the, oh. the Raw guest GMs ranked.
2: I think everyone's forgotten that was an era because it was so bad. It was dreadfully like, bad. The, the people, like occasionally you'd get a, a good one, and then people the Muppets. Go, yeah, the Muppets. Bob I think Barker. Shaq was pretty good.
3: Bob Barker. Oh, Remember God. Rob Zombie? I, Rob Zombie is one of my favourite musicians of all time. He's directed one of my favourite films of all time. He was among the worst. I'm pretty sure ZZ Top did one. ZZ Top did one, culturally relevant, of course. Oh. Yep. Um, Give me a joke, and then we can get out of here. I found out today that you can take slices of cactus and let them soak overnight in a jar of vinegar. The reason you do this is that in the morning, you have a jar of prickles. A jar of prickles. It's from Andrew Lee. Um, he's got another one in it. An incident with the police over the weekend resulted in an innocent man shot by the cops. The authorities responded to a noise complaint stemming from a backyard barbecue. When they arrived on the scene, they start, they startled a man into dropping a container of lighter fluid onto the charcoals, which lit him aflame. The police responded by gunning him down immediately. When asked for a reason, they start they stated that the suspect was waving firearms in the air.
2: So usually I have to suppress laughter. Mm. Didn't have to that type. No. Uh, those yeah, those that, are just bad.
3: Well, I thought the first one was okay, but didn't like that second one. Uh, and finally, I found out today that there's a museum in Texas that houses the world's largest hand bone collection. Apparently they were mostly donated from a single anonymous source who must be a philanthropist. Or a phalan... A phalananthropist. Maybe it works better written down. Philange phalange. what's falange?
2: Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. are you yeah. making like that sounds like something that could be a a body part like a, an intimate body part uh,
3: well are you making sexy falange, um according to google it's a right wing marionette party in Lebron founded in nineteen thirty six by Pierre Gamel I'm sure they'll email in to explain the joke because that's what makes jokes funny so here's the thing. Uh, Andrew Lee is actually—he has sent in the majority of the jokes we've had, and they've all really? been very good. But that is three bad ones on the bounce. So bad day at the office. That Andrew is a, Lee. really a bad day in the office. I'll—I'll lend I'll you with a different one though. Um, how do you find out how heavy a chili pepper is? You give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs>
2: I didn't want to like it. There was a split second where I wasn't going to laugh. I was like, it's too sad. It's too sad a day to laugh. But you've ended on a high. Thank you very That's much. That's our equivalent of the Dean Ambrose heel turn.
3: And that is all we've got time for today's show. We're going to be back on SmackDown Review tomorrow, which has announced a rematch from last week of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan taking on the Usos, um, who I'd imagine have probably got their minds elsewhere at the moment. Mm. Uh, and I'd imagine there'll probably be some push for evolution, although they actually only have one match on the card, <laughs> uh, which is the Becky Charlotte thing, because everyone else is in that Battle Royal. So, I mean, hopefully we get another minute and a half four-way match. One can hope. One can certainly hope. Uh, So that's all we've got time for. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.